0: Welcome to the Lifestyle Design Podcast. I'm your host, Koya Webb, and I'm here to empower you to create a life that's in alignment with your purpose. You'll enjoy solo episodes, expert interviews, and community sessions that inspire you to never give up on your dream. Remember, you are the producer and main character of your life, and it's up to you to live it intentionally. Today we are going to dive deep into how to recover from traumatic experiences and I don't have all the answers but I've been through quite a few traumatic experiences in my life and I'm hoping by me sharing my stories and the resources that I use to heal from those traumatic experiences it can be of use to you. I definitely want to say I am not a certified therapist or anything like that. I feel like one of my biggest recommendations is to get professional help. I'll talk about uh, some of the professional help I've gotten over the years, but I really want to demystify trauma and I want to give you an opportunity to realize that you're not alone. I want to definitely say that some things that I might be sharing might be triggering. They're very, it's very hard for me to share these things. And it also might be triggering for you to hear them. So, this is the trigger warning that if you're not a space where you can manage your emotions or balance your nervous system, which we'll talk about, then you might want to listen to this at a different time. That being said, let's buckle up and dive right in. I first want to mention two resources that have really helped me understand trauma. And I feel like the first, I guess, step in recovering from trauma is just really understanding what it is. And so in the book, What Happened to You, by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry, they talk about big T trauma and small T trauma and you know, asking what happened to you versus what's wrong with you. A lot of times we look at people and we say, what's wrong with you and what's wrong with them? But when people are experiencing dis-ease or disease or mental health issues and things like that, it's because something has happened to them. And as a compassionate person, as an empath, I really think it's important for us to ask what happened. And I think the more that as communities we ask what happened, the more that we can help healing of Our entire world but it starts with us we all experience different levels of trauma in our lives and sometimes we can identify it and sometimes we can't i definitely recommend what happened to you that book and also another book that really helped me is called the body keeps score reading these books really helped me understand trauma on a deeper level and it allowed me to look and say okay i am not my trauma But this trauma happened to me and this is what I'm experiencing in my body, in my mind because of it. And the first step is understanding it. The second step is acknowledging what happened. The first time I experienced assault, I wanted to pretend like it didn't happen. I wanted it to go away and I wanted it to be the furthest thing from my mind, but it did happen. And not only was my body experiencing just every now and then I get scared or get tired or something can trigger me and my shoulders would be really tight and different parts of my body would just seize up on me. And then mentally, I was scared. I was scared to trust people after that. And me acknowledging that is what helped me heal. But I didn't acknowledge it until seven years later. And the reason I say that is because you might be holding on to something that you've held on for many, many years and not understanding the impact that it's having on you and your body because you've learned to live with it and you've learned to normalize it. And so one of the things that helped me the most was to share, share my story and share what happened to me and not just on social media and not to people you don't know or trust, but I highly recommend communicating and telling someone what happened. And that being someone you trust, maybe your partner, maybe a family member, or a wellness professional, a therapist, someone that can really hold space for you. For me, or in community, for me, when I first shared about my salt, it was in community um, with another group of women, this group of women, we came to heal together and I was actually the facilitator and I didn't go in there planning to share what happened to me but one of the members of this group was sharing something similar that happened to her and in solidarity I actually shared what happened to me and I was so shocked but I wanted to be there for her so much and I didn't want her to feel alone and so um, that empathetic part of me was just like this happened to me too. And you know, you are not your trauma. You are not what happened to you. And after I shared this experience, I started feeling deep pain in my womb area. So much so I actually had to go to the doctor. And when I went to the doctor, um, they checked me out and they were like, you have a sac in your womb where a cyst would be, but there's no cyst there. And because by the time I got to ER, I think it was like maybe a week later or some time later after I I was experiencing pain. Um, And so I realized me sharing that story, I feel dissolved this cyst and there was nothing there and my body fully healed. And so I didn't even know I was holding on to this energy of the traumatic event in my body. And a lot of people are holding on and the body is creating tension based on some of the trauma we've experienced and we don't even know it and so once I shared and once I experienced this I was like oh my goodness I was so grateful that I didn't have a cyst and that I was well but it also brought to my recollection how what other things am I holding on to that I'm not talking about that I need to release and let go and so that leads me to the next step. And the next step is getting professional help. Once you acknowledge like, hey, something's going on, you have told someone about it, someone you trust in community, getting professional help is really important. And I think there are so many ways. I'm definitely going to include a link in the notes where you can reach out and get some support. And I think it's important because people are trained to help with different levels of trauma, depending on what happened to you. And so don't be afraid to share your story with someone who really knows what they're doing. They know how to support different episodes that can happen when you share something. Another thing that happened to me was um, based on police brutality during the pandemic. When I saw the video of George Floyd, it reminded me of a time when I was 14 and I saw my brother held down on the ground in a similar way by police officers. And I remember going to help him and saying don't hurt him and being pushed away aggressively. And I saw how aggressive he was being handled and it hurt me. And when I saw these traumatic videos and this man losing his life, I kept seeing my brother and it was the most horrific thing and it kept playing in my head and I couldn't get it to stop. And I started having dark thoughts and I was like, and at the time, I was coaching at the time. I had my yoga teacher training school. This was, you know, during the pandemic. And so I was like, wow, like I have these dark thoughts. They won't go away. They're affecting my sleep. I need professional help. I reached out to a therapist and did talk therapy. It was also recommended that I try the holotropic breath work. And so I did the Holotropic breath work. I got my certification. I'm now I now teach breath work because I feel breath is spirit, and I feel like breath is that free tool that we all have to regulate our nervous system. And the more that we use the breath, the more that we can find that peace and that stillness and come back to our center and really come home to ourselves. But when we have this trauma. The trauma can sometimes take over our body. The trauma can sometimes take over our life. The trauma can sometimes make us forget who we really are. It can throw us out of alignment with our purpose. And so that's why I'm so passionate about teaching breath work and facilitating breath work groups is because I know the impact that it had in my life and I am hoping that people can use this free tool. I mean, there are so many other things, but this is something we all have and we all can use to self-regulate and self-heal in addition to getting professional help, not instead of, but in addition to. And I, I wanna really reiterate like how important it is to get professional help in addition to, because really having a therapist helped me set in place things in place that I needed to continue to heal and the breath work meditation, the yoga, help me regulate my nervous system, help me balance my body, help me remove inflammation. And I think that's what's good about having both. And I feel like when you're choosing a therapist, you really do want to choose someone who resonates with you. Someone you feel seen by, someone you feel heard by. And so you should date. You should actually try out different therapists until you find a therapist. You feel comfortable with you feel like you love talking to them you feel like you can tell them anything if you don't feel like you can tell them anything maybe potentially you should shop around for a different different therapist that you feel comfortable and safe with I've definitely had quite a few therapists and anytime I feel uncomfortable anytime I feel unheld or like like there's a disconnect I always make a decision to, okay, maybe in this season of my life or with this specific issue, I need something else or I need to try a different therapist. So don't be afraid to switch therapists if you need to, to try out different therapists um, and try out different modalities. Another modality that helped me deal with trauma was EMDR. So EMDR is done in many different ways depending on the therapist. Some people use a rapid eye movement across and some people use tapping they tape you deep into the traumatic event and for this time I witnessed someone attack my mother and I was there and it was very brutal and is very horrific and randomly and I think sometimes when you're doing yoga and meditation your body is clearing out a lot of deep seated trauma. Like I have experienced so much healing with doing having a regular yoga, breathwork and meditation practice and sometimes without even a trigger from the world like after a practice I'll remember something that I didn't remember before. And all of a sudden I'm like wow, like and now I know when that happens it's coming up because it wants to be healed, right? And so I was remembering this attack and this remembering what happened to my mother and feeling very hurt by it. And so I did the EMDR. We went there. We went into the situation. We cleared that energy. And and these things that I'm talking about now, I feel so good that I can talk about them because before, I can talk about what happened to my brother, what happened to me, what happened to my mom without crying. And crying just lets me know like, okay, I'm still processing it. I feel like tears are pain leaving the body and it's okay to cry. It's good to cry. It's like a spiritual shower. And so I think it's really good. But when I have finished processing it, I'm very good with not like making myself not cry, but I just don't feel that pain anymore. And that's how I know that these processes are working. And I hope I inspire you to try some of them. Um, Another thing that I learned along with the breath work was transformational letter writing. And transformational letter writing is something I use to this day on a regular basis. Anytime I feel anything outside of love, I do transformational letter writing. And when I learned it from my teacher, John Paul Krimi in my breathwork certification, I was taught to say exactly how you feel if someone has hurt you, if someone has offended you, if someone has made you feel anything outside of love, then this transformational letter writing activity can support. So what you do is you say exactly what happened, how they made you feel, and you speak as if you were speaking to them. When you said A, B, C, and D, it made me feel like this, it made me feel like that. When this happened, I felt so disrespected, unheard, unseen, abused, and you just write it all down. And then you do the breath work practice. You do the Holland Traffic Breath. I have some a couple of practices on YouTube that I'll link below. And um, there's many practices online you can tap into and you can work with a certified professional as well, which of course I always recommend. And also if you are a wellness entrepreneur and it's something that you haven't looked into, I highly suggest if you wanna go deep getting a certification. Um, another person that I work with was Milana Snow. I did her breathwork workshops and certification and I really was able to release on an even deeper level because she's a very gifted and talented guide and I feel like she's an incredible person to learn from. And so you write what happened to you and then you do the breathwork practice and then you write an apology to yourself and you say, as if you were the other person. like So for me, I've wrote many letters to my father. And if I were him apologizing to me, even if you think the person wouldn't do it, it doesn't matter because you just need an apology. And when you get an apology, it doesn't matter who it comes from. It just matters that you feel it. So it would sound like for me, like, Koya, I'm so sorry for not seeing you, for not hearing you, for not respecting you. I'm so sorry for what I said. I'm so sorry for how it made you feel. And you just say what you need to hear, exactly what you need to hear. And you will be surprised, like even with friends, like little things that like, oh man, that didn't feel so good. And I really wish, you know, you would have A, B, C, or D. Sometimes I've had people text me the next day and say, hey, Koya, I noticed this happened. And I'm so sorry, like so many times this has happened. So It really does work. You know, you don't lose anything by trying it out. So I invite you to try it out and see how it works for you. But it's really been a lifesaver for me. And now I teach it in my membership community. When I teach retreats and whole space, it's one of my favorite things to teach because I feel like we don't practice. We practice physical fitness. And now with like affirmations and stuff, I feel like we're practicing a lot more mental fitness. But I don't feel like we're practicing um, that spiritual fitness. And I think breath work is spiritual fitness. I also feel like when you write and you journal, that's another way of releasing. So I also feel like that's that spiritual well-being. And y'all know I love working with the chakras and those are our spiritual energy centers. So that's another way to um, work a chakra meditation, really dialing into each one of the chakras and learning about them. And I have my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, on page 99. I really explain each chakra and explain what it means if they're balanced, what it means if they're underactive or overactive. So you can really dial in with your system and really see, like, you know, how am I feeling and what things can I do to help? So also give tips in there to um, help you regulate, whether it be journaling or breath work, or eating different foods or, you know, so many things that you can do, seeing a neighbor, doing something kind for someone. So there's so many things that you can do to help you balance yourself. And I think the biggest thing I have to remember when it comes from recovering from traumatic events is to prioritize your well-being. I just ended a year-long soft girl season, which I thought (laughs) was going to last maybe three months. But soft girl season got me in a chokehold. And it's time to go back to work. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to pour. But I really needed that time. Other things happened when I moved. It was really hard moving as a solo entrepreneur. And the hoops you have to jump through to buy a house as a woman and as a Black woman, I it was, it was hard. It was tough. And I didn't have the support for my family. I actually didn't have support from many people, but I did have support from the right people. People, I feel like were angels that came in to support me and help me make it happen. So when you feel like you're alone and you have no one, just remember to ask for help, pray for help, meditate and see that help coming, and you never know when it's gonna come. But in this soft girl season, I did Queen of Fua's Sacred Woman, I did all of the gateways and really healed my body and healed my womb. I healed my relationship with my father just by going through the gateways, nurturing my body, nurturing my mind, having conversations and communicating with my father. Any relationships in my life that I felt like were strained or not all the way in alignment, I addressed and I either released or dove in deeper and really called people in to say, hey, what do we want to do about, you know, our relationship? Where do we want to take it? Do we want to release it? Are we going to take it to the next level? And I highly recommend it because a lot of times if you are an HSP empath, highly sensitive person, sometimes we cannot want to address things because we fear that it's just going to make a mess or we fear that we can't emotionally handle it. But I definitely feel like, and I'm speaking for myself, I feel like The more you face your fears, and I also talk about this in my book, you can face everything and rise, that's the acronym for fear, or you can forget everything and run. And I truly believe when you face everything, you give yourself the opportunity to rise. But if you fear everything and run, you never know what was possible. So I invite you to, not all at once, but maybe one thing a month, one thing a quarter, Lean into some place in your life where you have fear or maybe some place in your life where you've kind of tucked it away, you don't want to address it. But give yourself this opportunity for growth. I feel that challenges are opportunities to grow. And when you lean into your challenges, you're leaning into your growth edges and you're giving yourself the opportunity to become even more evolved. You're giving yourself the opportunity to transform. So don't take that away from yourself By fearing it, again, you know when you're ready to face it, but make sure that you don't just tuck it away and think like an ostrich is sticking its head in the ground. It's just going to disappear. The body is keeping score. And when we're able to look at those things, face them, share them, heal through them, we give ourselves the opportunity to be even better for our next relationship, for our loved ones, and for our communities. I guess the last thing that I want to leave you with is just the opportunity to look at where you're at right now in your life. Uh, When it comes from recovering from trauma, you don't have to do it all at once. Like for me, I've done things in phases. So I just bite off as much as I can to take one thing at a time. And I lean in and I ask myself, do I want to pick this up or do I need to put this down? If it's something that's just really sending my body into and really rocking my nervous system and I'm crying and I'm upset, then I put it down. If it's like, okay, I'm feeling emotional about it, but I feel like I can handle it. I feel like I want to go deeper here, then I move forward. And so you can do that in your life with anything, with yourself. And in my soft growth season, I probably adjust four big things in my life that was really Bothering me. One was assault. The other was friendships. The other was work. Like, I actually went through my friend Marie Forleo's program, Time Genius, and one part of it, my favorite part, was Simplify to Amplify. And in that moment, I told myself, like, you know what? I'm going to let go of all the things that's not making over a certain amount. Like, you know, to be transparent, I said, everything that's not making six figures, I got to let it go because. I was tired and I was exhausted and I was overwhelmed and I was moving from California to Atlanta. And so unfortunately this podcast, it was one of those things that I was putting a lot of money and time because I love talking to people. I love hearing people's story. I love sharing it with you all, but I didn't want to worry about ads and I didn't look into it. But now I now that I'm back, I am being mindful about like I want to work with partners and companies that can help you build out your wellness lifestyle. And I chose to transition into lifestyle design from what I learned from healing and really looking at uh, my core, which is spirituality In a conversation I had the other day, my friend was like, who did you turn to when you were young? Who did you look to for advice? And I said, God. And I think that's the reason that I chose a lifestyle completely different than my family and friends at home is because I just kept looking within and that's where I was led. And so I feel like spirituality is the cornerstone of who I am and what I teach And in aligning with your purpose and aligning with your spiritual truth, I truly feel that is aligning with happiness. And then second, I feel like well-being is so important. I feel like, you know, your health is your wealth and being well mentally, spiritually, physically, financially is what's going to help you live a holistic lifestyle. And no one dictates that except for you. You decide where you want to live. You decide how much money you want to make. You decide if you want to live simply or you want to live extravagant. And there's nothing wrong with whatever you decide, as long as it makes you feel completely happy. And once you decide, you build in things to take care of yourself. You build in your meditation. You build in your movement. You build in your breath work. You build in those things that help you be well. And then the last pillar is Community. Community is important because I feel like we're not here alone. None of us are meant to be alone or live alone. And I can say as a solo entrepreneur, sometimes it felt very lonely. It felt like no one understands me, especially when I was in Tennessee. I feel like I feel so misunderstood. Every time I ask questions, every time I say something, people are like, why do you think like that? And no, I don't want to do this with you. Why do you want to do that? And I was always questioned about my desires and what I wanted to do. It wasn't until I went to California, and I remember the day that I walked into Agape, and my spiritual father, uh, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, was preaching, and everything he said gave me chills in my body. I was like, I have a ride. Like, this is where I'm meant to be for this season in my life. And I remember feeling so good, feeling so good in every cell of my body and Ricky Beebe was singing and playing. And I remember feeling well in every cell of my body, and I hadn't felt that in a long time. And I stayed there, um, I think, until it transitioned. So I think it was at least for 10 years. And that's where I really nourished myself, nourished my spirituality, nourished my well-being. And the more that I poured into myself, the more that I could give to my community. And So now I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers, but I feel well and I feel happy and I feel so much immense gratitude for the things that I grew through. You know, it wasn't great. It wasn't easy, but now I can look back and said, those challenges made me stronger. Those challenges made me the woman that I am today and now I can deliver speeches and programs and the things that can help other people that experience the same thing. So I am so, so grateful for my spiritual teachers and my wellness teachers and for all the certifications that I've gotten to help me be well. And my goal and my intention is to share those with you. So I'm going to link some sources for some of the things that I talked about in the show notes. So you have some of those resources But one thing that I always say is even though I'm a teacher, I'm forever a student. I'm always learning and I try to give credit to those people in my life that have been my angels, that have been my lifeline. I love you. I thank God for you. I'm so, so happy and excited to be in this next season of my life where I am building out community and where I'm helping other entrepreneurs, other wellness entrepreneurs really build out program so that we can help more people. I feel like it's so needed that we as wellness entrepreneurs are helping people with this mental health pandemic. Some people say that we're going through with all that we're understanding with tech. We don't want to forget who we are inside. We don't want to forget how important it is to have personal touch, communication, time with each other. And so that's my goal and intention is to help a billion people practice daily well-being and build out the lifestyle design that they desire, knowing that we all have unique wants and needs and knowing that we can all work together and we can being different and unique. We can respect our differences. We can respect our uniqueness and live in harmony, not alike not perfect, but in harmony. And that's my wish for you. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be doing these solo episodes. So let me know your biggest takeaway. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you want to see more of. And until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the world. One day at a time, one breath at a time. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Lifestyle Design Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower you with the tools you need to heal, build, and thrive. Keep embracing change, challenge, and the limitless potential within you.